Welcome to Everything In Between, and we are your host, Siobhan and Sam. And today, as promised, we are going to discuss the origins of Halloween. Mm, yes. I feel like we should have like one of those spooky things. And right. this is kind of like the. You <laughs> <laughs> see how, how bad I did it? <laughs> but they got the vibe. They last week I started. Well, last week I started off talking about the b word this week i'm spooking people i'm just all messed up that's okay that's okay we're gonna get there so this week as (laughs) sam said and we kind of ended the episode with we are talking about the origins of halloween and i am so excited to share with everyone the origins of halloween and then just kind of talk about what sam and i plan to do for halloween and it should be great so i want to take you all on a journey with me so sit back if you're at work typing relax yourself if you're in the car turn down the sound do some deep breathing and go with me the year is 1680 it's summertime you're in beautiful ireland everything around you is so green the sky is so blue the crops are coming in wonderfully and you're just a little kid running around with your friends playing in different gardens picking berries you're living the life this is summer in ireland everyone is happy and joyful your parents are working in the fields, your family, aunts, uncles, cousins, grandma, grandpa, everyone is close by and things are going well. That's what summer's all about. And summer slowly winds down into fall, you know? So everyone's like, okay, it's time to start gathering in the harvest so that we have food for the fall. And we wanna make sure that we're ready for the change in seasons. Okay, now this is 1680, it's not 2020. So we don't know that these are just the seasons changing and this happens and nothing bad is gonna come. But in 1680, when October rolls in and the days start to get shorter and it's a little bit colder and the fog starts to come in over the land and everyone has to make sure that they're in and right by the candles and the fire, this is not a good time in Ireland. Everyone knows that the spirits are going to come back and they're going to be looking for people to take with them. And so what do you do to make sure that the spirits don't come back for you? You're not going to go outside and say, it's fine. It's okay. I don't have to be afraid. No, because people disappear. People die. And you know that that's the spirits that have come back to take old family members with them to the other side. And this is how the tradition of Sowin got started. The people of Ireland believed that when the seasons changed, this was happening because it, it was going to be a time for the dead to come back and roam the land. So they had these festivals to light the area there was a lot of fires and different um, hearths that they would set around their community to keep the area well lit and to keep the spirits away right because if it's bright and you can see spirits are not going to come in and take people right they don't want to do that um then what they also started to do was they would dress up in costumes so that if the spirits did come into their 
area, they couldn't recognize who it was. So if grandma was coming back to get you, she couldn't see your face. She wouldn't know that it was you and you would be safe to have another season of harvest and going through all of the motions of your town. And so the Irish lived in this cycle of, okay, when the fall comes in, when the times change, we're going to do these rituals and we are fine with this. We accept this and we know what's going on. And they pass this down generation after generation after generation. Everyone was celebrating so and acknowledging that this was a time to have communities together, light these fires, wear these costumes. And it was almost like when I was thinking about it, it's like the adults realized something was going on, but they couldn't put a name to it, right? People were probably dying because if we look at now, it's cold. People are getting sick. People didn't live as long back then. So it makes sense Mm -hmm. that people would naturally start to get sick and pass away during these times it's not as warm but they didn't have reasons for this and they couldn't explain it scientifically so Mm -hmm. they thought that these spirits were coming so of course what are we going to do we're going to make this something fun we don't want to scare the kids we don't want them to be ah what's going on so they made it a fun tradition but of course now we're going to introduce the beginning of the catholic church in the 8th century what's happening The church wants to bring people over to Christianity. But all over the world, this wasn't just happening with the Irish and the English. People that practice paganism already had their own reasons for doing things and their own celebrations for different holidays. And if you look at the Catholic history, they took a lot of typical and pagan costumes Customs, sorry guys, I'm like having trouble talking today. Customs, and they turned them into Christian customs. And basically, they didn't even change a lot of items. They literally just said, okay, we're going to make this Christian, and you can do all of the same things that you were doing before, but we're calling them Christian things. Okay, so. The Irish are celebrating so in they're saying, okay, that's the end of this particular year. The winter's coming. This is going to be our new year, November 1st. We're celebrating this. But Pope Gregory III came in and he said, no, I'm going to call November 1st All Saints Day. And if you guys remember, that's what I was sharing last week. I grew up in Catholic school and they were like, oh, Halloween is All Hallows Eve. And this is like a really good thing. Mm Mm-mm. It did not start this way. It started, as you know, to keep dead spirits from dragging people to hell, literally. Okay, we're hiding everyone. We don't want this to happen. This was not like a happy Christian, like, oh, yay, we're going to celebrate this. And so what the um, Catholic Church did was they broke it up into a two-day celebration. So what we celebrate now is All Hallows' Eve or mischief night, depending on where you grew up, that is um, a time where you're supposed to say, okay, we're gonna get together, we're gonna have family. And instead of being afraid of the people in our families that have died and have passed on, we're gonna honor them. We're gonna um, set a space for them at the table and we're gonna acknowledge that you know this person has passed on and that we've loved them and that they're a part of our life 
And then the next day on November 1st, we're going to celebrate the new year and it's going to be a wonderful thing. And that is how Catholicism came to take over Sowin in Ireland. So you must be wondering, well, this is an Irish tradition. How did we get Halloween in America, right? So people migrated all over the place. And Halloween, the idea of it actually came over with the Puritans, which is really quite interesting because as you know, we talked last week, the Salem witch trials, the Puritans are pretty uptight, you know, (laughs) they've had their own things going on with, you know, spirits and people worshiping the devil in the forest. So they brought this over with them, which I thought was mind blowing because why? Um, But it wasn't something that took off right away. They were like, okay, this is a tradition that we have, but it's not going to be a big thing. And so it wasn't widespread in the Americas when it first came. And Halloween did not pick up really in the United States again until the 19th century when guess who? The Irish came over during the potato famine that was happening in their country. And they brought their customs with them and their ideas because again if this is something that you believe and it's in the fabric of who you are and what you've been doing for generations you don't think that's gonna stop just because you've went to a new country so they brought that over with them and people practiced that for year after year after year and what's interesting to see is how it changed over the years so halloween kind of went from this thing that only the Irish did to spreading out to other ethnic enclaves in different areas and it began began to become something that was like scary and people would dress up with these really ugly masks and they would scare people and it was just not a pleasant time. So starting in the 1920s to the 1950s different communities and I thought this was interesting because there was like never one person that was pinpointed it was just like communities decided that they wanted to take over Halloween and make it a community effort so that everyone could enjoy and it wasn't a dangerous time or a violent time but something that could be fun so they actually started to remove the scary aspect of it And they said, okay, we're going to make this for children. We're going to have happy costumes. We're going to make cakes and cookies and things for the kids to collect um, when they come out. And that's how trick-or-treating got started the way that we know it today and wearing costumes today, which is so interesting when you think about it, right? Because it started as something to scare the dead away. But if you look at Halloween now, I feel like, and I don't have kids, you guys know that, so you know maybe somebody's going to write in and say, hey, I feel like it's still that way. But I feel like Halloween is still scary. I feel like the scariness has taken over it again. And it's only really cute and for kids during the school parade. And you know, from like five to eight. And then oh, after these that- These kids love Halloween. Right? They it's a scary it. thing. They all the candy. It's a scary thing. And then just to throw in what I found, and you guys know I'm always talking about like finance and money, Halloween is a $6 billion industry and is only second to Christmas. We are buying $6 billion worth of candy, Halloween costumes, and the consumption of scary movies. 
Yeah. Who would have thought? I would have never thought it was that every much money. Who had to pay for a costume every year for those 12 <laughs> years. You and know what? Candy for school, candy for home, candy for grandma. Can't, oof, Jesus. That's true. And you know, I feel like the costumes are a little bit expensive. I feel like one year mm-hmm. I told my cousin I would buy one of her kids a Halloween costume. And I feel like I spent $60 on that Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. And I got it from Amazon. So that was a deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sam, did you know that about Halloween? Did you know that it started off? Well, I, you know, I did know some of that stuff. It was it was interesting going back and reviewing this because I I kind of got I went down a rabbit hole of Celtic, you know. So this Celtic mm-hmm. Druid custom originally Samhain, and who are the Dru- Druids, and why were the Druids so? you know um important to the celtics the celtics i don't know how to say their name celtic celtic, celtic. You get celtic. celtic? yeah but they okay. definitely celtic. have some crazy spellings because so i have seen that before there's actually yeah. a crazy Sa- like clown guy s-a-m yes all these years i've you been saying sam hain and then i was like it's so like really like how did that get there how'd but you my, get that my name is gaelic and so the gaelic spelling of my name looks nothing like how it sounds it's s-i-o-b-h-a-n and they say that's siobhan it's like okay we'll yeah. go <laughs> okay we got some silent letters but, yes you know <laughs> so so just so you know so in what she's saying you've probably seen this around it's actually spelled s-a-m is it s-a-m-h let me make sure i don't a-i-n a-i-n and that's sewing don't mm. ask you guys yeah <laughs> don't ask so anyway you know i i got down this rabbit hole of you know the druid customs and and you know what made this such a um, big deal for this time and even still if you go to ireland ireland some of the irish scottish thing people they still celebrate sewing and um not halloween you know as halloween traditional to americans it's not the same some people still hold on to the old school traditions Mm -hmm. and i didn't you know i think it's important to understand a culture you know and how they came about and the celtic celtics i'm gonna get it right I'm it's the basketball team because the basketball team spells the it that way but they say the celtics but it's really yeah, celtic celtic i don't know so all of you all the Cel- <laughs> the celtic I'm, people all the celtic people excuse me i'm sorry i i can't say a lot of words and if you've been listening you know that um <laughs> so just add this one to it to the list here but i had to figure out how this i was really confused about the tree for celtics and what was the difference between celtics um what was the difference between the irish what was the difference between gaelic you know like how does that all work out into the bigger branch of being a celtic and it turns out did, did you look into that at all it did Um, and that's why i was saying like i just was wanting to go over the basics of halloween because it's so interesting mm -hmm. like you said and you can go into the different gods and the different this person was mating with this person and it's like wow and Mm -hmm. i was like you know what siobhan Mm -hmm. don't 
bring all of this in because the people are gonna be like what the hell no but it's that's very fascinating that's the interesting stuff yeah that's the interesting it's very fascinating so the because we want i think the the base of this conversation is halloween is a pagan holiday absolutely yes. pagan if pagan means people who practice for the sake of better word witchcraft you know yes. totally totally utterly pagan because the druids were the ones during this ritual to wear the masks initially because they were trying to um what was it that they were trying to do they were trying to um when they were doing their I don't know what the actual ritual was but I'm assuming there's like singing and dancing involved lighting the fire wheel yeah and, and all that when they were doing that they didn't want the spirits to jump out at them and um I guess kill them take them with them or whatever so they disguise themselves as spirits too like Saran was saying so that they wouldn't uh, be taken with them and the druids of course felt like be in and like Siobhan said before the reason why this was such an important day was because superstitiously because there was no scientific you know method yet of understanding the changing of the seasons it went from light all the time and warm to dark all the time and cold and so now they're thinking oh this is the thinnest barrier between life and death during this time you know i don't know maybe it is who knows but that's what they were thinking right yeah this is the thinnest barrier between life and death right now and I guess if I were them, I maybe I'd think something like that. What about you? If you if you had no other explanation to why the seasons change, you know. Right. I mean, it would make sense if you think about it. Because mm-hmm. like we said, it's colder. So more people are likely to die. It's mm-hmm. very damp and foggy and cold in Ireland and in that mm-hmm. whole region a good portion of the year think like san francisco seattle weather right like it's sunny Mm -hmm. and it's nice but it's still cool so imagine just when the fall rolls in and now i'm sure they're harvesting their food and their crops and they have Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm. for this season but it's not enough people Mm -hmm. are just gonna die and so i could totally see how you're like Mm -hmm. okay this person was living when it was warm everything's fine and now it's cold Mm -hmm. and so you just start to what is it mm-hmm. that I want to say? Like, I think humans, we even do this now when we cannot mm-hmm. have an exact answer for something. And you guys know, mm-hmm. I love to know. Mm-hmm. And what have I shared with you guys that I do? <laughs> I start creating stories about people's lives. Like, oh, this is what's going <laughs> on do. and this is what's happening. So imagine <laughs> what those people were going. They couldn't just pop onto Google and be like, hey, you know what? Grandma right. actually had pneumonia and you didn't right. know that. Right. And the winter came in. So definitely, <laughs> I definitely see how they thought that. And, and even to this day, you know, so I, and I'm not not knocking Christianity or anything like that, but I'm just saying, like, even to this day, when something unexpected, unexplained happens, it's a miracle from from above. You know, it's a supernatural component to it. Uh, if something bad happens and you're, you know, and you believe, you know, in the God and the devil, then it, there's another supernatural aspect to it. You know, there there's that element. Even now to this day, there's a, still a supernatural element embedded into the fabric of humanity mm-hmm. it just Absolutely. looks different it just looks different and we call it different things you know um and we don't you know maybe i don't know i've been to churches where they get up and dance like they at the club so oh wow them oh yeah girl i used to cut I've a step been, 
Yep. I've been to churches yep. where they dance, but not like yep. that. But it's yep. interesting that you mentioned that because every church is so different. Like I said, I did go to Catholic school mm-hmm. um, for a little bit coming up. And then we went over to non-denominational. And that's night and day yeah. for church. Like Catholic church mm-hmm. is very, like, it's serious business. Very, it's very organized. very somber. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the priest says this and you say that. Mm-hmm. And then you say that. This, yes. you, then you stand up. Then you sit down. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then it's over. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. predictable very predictable and 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 non-denominational baptist uh kojic all these different denominations are more spirit moved you know if the spirit moves you to get up and say hallelujah you say hallelujah if it gets you cry you cry like you just let go you know that's the it's unpredictable it's supernatural you know um that that's that the element that the you know other denominations aside from catholicism have which I think is parallel to what someone on the outside looking into a druid ceremony, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. would right. see. And uh, even though they had attached um, a date significance to it, this is how I think lots of church every Sunday behave, you know. So the day, uh, October 31st was the back then, the last day of the year. November 1st was the new year back then. And that makes sense, too, because you're just saying, oh, now it's dark. We just changed. Now it's a new year, you know, versus uh, why we pick January 31st. I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, that makes sense, too, because it it looks like visually, it looks Mm -hmm. like the the year has died. There's no more sun. It's (laughs) cold. (laughs) Like, how many times have I even just said this week, like, I'm freezing. It's rainy. It's it's nasty here on the Mm -hmm. East Coast. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, that year is done. That totally makes sense to me. And, and so I, I was looking at this and I thought, you know, life's not so different. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. If you kind of look at it objectively, because sometimes I think that's the hardest thing to do is to look at it like objectively. Like, uh, you know, some word associations make it uh, a negative connotation. Druids, um, paganism, um, you know, those all have negative connotations. I had never heard of a but, druid before this. I've heard of pagans, but I don't think I'd ever come across a druid before. You don't know what before. a druid is? I had never heard of that. Dude, you need to really up your game on like um, all of the Thorian legends. Like King mm. Arthur, Merlin. Merlin was druid. No, see? And, like, and, that's and during I was these... Like, what? I'm like Roman, like I told you, Roman dru- and Greek mythology. That's my thing. <laughs> these other things, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> And I'm all about the other things like, yeah, tell me more (laughs) because I get the, you know, I get Christianity. I've been, I was born, raised a Christian, I'm still a Christian. So it's always nice to learn something about someone else outside of the box. And I can't say that I've been like that my whole life, but in the, in these later years. Yeah. But the other thing is during these little, uh, Samhain little, my bad during these Samhain um, ritual or rituals or festivals or whatever, they, they did go into more of the supernatural aspect after the Druids did their ceremony. They did, you know, trying to predict the future. They tried to read each other's future, you know, some prophesizing about like what's going to happen with the crops, what's going to happen, with, you know, things like that. They thought this was the best time of the year to hear the words, you know, that they needed from their gods. So I thought that was also interesting because they thought that this time of the year empowered them, you know, 
to be more. And and we, I think, as Christians, use that same kind of empowerment method with Easter. I feel like okay. Easter is, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you go to church on Easter and they're talking about Jesus dying and rising again, like, I don't know, but for me, I just feel like, yes, I am the closest to him right now. You know, like, if I had to pick a uh, celebration or a festival that's inside of Christianity, I feel like Easter, to me, is the closest I feel to a supernatural mm, communion with Jesus, you know, because that was his thing. He died on the cross and you like lead up to that whole thing. All what? 40 days. If you do the um, Lent. Yeah. Lent. So you kind of lead up. So every, every Sunday you go to church, they're talking about a new aspect leading up to his, you know, sacrifice your far sense so for me like all of that makes me feel like i am the closest to jesus right now because i really appreciate your sacrifice and i really you know so i think like the parallelism is during this time of the year they felt that they were the closest to their gods and the supernatural aspect um, or the spiritual aspect it was available to them because of it so now halloween is obviously not that it's been commercialized like many of the holidays absolutely but, you know commercialized and of course the catholics kind of came in and i'm catholic you do what i say and so they like a happy took, safe thing to do mm-hmm. well they had two two um two things that they celebrated that they kind of combined all into one thing when they conquered i don't know the celtic celtics you know the celtic region and it's so funny because now I hear from my Irish friends that if you go to Ireland, you're not Catholic and you are, um, what is it called? A Protestant? Protestant? Yes, that's a whole deal. That is a whole deal. Like you you can be black, you can be, you know, like racism is like, no, it's are you Catholic? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very weird how that changed, you know, from, you know, Roman Catholics coming in and, and bringing two of their things and imposing it onto their culture, which the two things, like you said, I think one was All Saints Day, which is the day where, was it All Saints Day? Or is the day yes, where they honored the- Eve, which was the Thanksgiving well which is the thanksgiving oh my gosh guys always food on the party are you talking about food (laughs) it's all hallows eve which is actually halloween Mm -hmm. day which they were saying like okay we're gonna um you know that was gonna be a little bit more traditional like what the celtics were used to Mm -hmm. and then all saints day which was november 1st was like okay let's have you know a cake or something for someone in your family leave a space for them and Mm -hmm. like we're celebrating almost like the um, mexican culture day of the dead for them that's to honor it's a very wonderful it's not scary Mm -hmm. very happy time where they get to Mm -hmm. you know commemorate and hopefully see or commune with their family members that have passed on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting you know how embedded people are with their lineage then and in some cultures and now i don't know where my i don't know i don't know where my uncle is i don't know where my aunt you know (laughs) and i mean once removed on my dad's side you know i don't know anybody and so you know it was important back in those days that you knew your lineage so that you knew you know what kind of stock sort of of a of a person you were and and who you came from and that made all the difference you know so-and-so such and such is my dad or you know i can you know even the bastards knew that 
most likely my dad is this person you know (laughs) you know what i mean unless the mom was hiding but let me ask you now so do you and the kids celebrate halloween pure laziness says no okay do they get dressed up do you get dressed up do you do pure pure lazy pure laziness when they were little did you though yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) sam's like they're big now they know what's up i'm not doing it yeah and and we don't have any kids where we live like really you know so no one comes around but the twins get off like cats fat cats because they're the only kids so they'll go out (laughs) and walk the dog and all this kid come back with all this candy and it's not even halloween anymore you know what i mean because i'm like i'm that (laughs) what the heck so that's every year every single year and i'm just like would you guys just realize no kids are coming to your door stop buying all this candy and giving it to my kids because i'm gonna eat it right and their teeth their teeth and what i was thinking when researching this was two things one i was like i always like to give candy to the kids in the neighborhood and you know you guys know i'm just like a kid person but i'm like what are we gonna do this year with corona they're like halloween's gonna be a super spreader you can't get candy for people but i feel Mm -hmm. so sad for the kids like they can't have school they can't see their friends they can't high five and hug people they're not supposed to do sports and now they can't even get their little bit of candy like it's just awful (laughs) it's awful (laughs) siobhan is hurt okay yeah i'm upset i'm upset and then another thing that i thought was just like really kind of like oh my gosh um people they are called i believe it was celtic reconstructionist they're Mm -hmm. trying to bring back the original pagan um meaning of Mm -hmm. halloween and what i thought was interesting and i was i was like how the heck did this happen i actually ended up um in a group that i'm in i don't know how they got to this topic i think the question was like what is your religion or like do you celebrate something else and several people openly expressed that they were witches they were calling it like eclectic witches i'm gonna do voon don witchery i don't even know if i said that correctly and i was just like oh my goodness yeah, because I- how last week we were saying like in the Salem witch trials, they were like, no, I'm not a witch. Nobody yeah. wants to be a witch. And now yeah. people mm-hmm. are openly saying that like they are mm-hmm. practicing witches. Not even, um, mm-hmm. what's the big one? It's not paganism, but it's pretty popular. I remember when I was in like eighth grade, this one girl, Wicca. She was like, I'm a Wiccan. Wicca. Oh, Wiccan. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I was really just like, weird wow. when you go into all of that because there's so many different subsets inside of that. Yes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so this is what i like for me what gets me because you guys know i am like the queen of i need to know i want to know (laughs) but when it comes to this what just popped up in my mind and i was like okay you know what that's the holy spirit let me like back up from my need to know was like this is like eve in the tree of knowledge you don't need to know (laughs) everything because like sam was saying last week and a little bit today right is that People, um, like everyone believes different things. And so some Mm -hmm. people think it's spirit. Some people think it's this. And so I had Mm -hmm. said last week, I don't remember what the question was that you asked, but I was like, yeah, I don't mess with that because I believe that spirits Mm -hmm. are real. And we were talking about how the voodoo, yeah. And how like Mm -hmm. the people, um, 
during the Salem witch trials were saying like if you don't acknowledge that there's devil and the devil and evil spirits mm-hmm. then you're denying God because God is a spirit right mm-hmm. and so I'm just like you know what Siobhan you don't need to know anymore <laughs> this is God saying you don't need to find out that knowledge because you don't need to open up yourself to all these different things but I was just really really fascinated because mm-hmm. now you have people in 2020 we have google we know why the sun and the moon and the ocean and all these things happen but people are turning back to witchcraft Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's appropriate to call it witchcraft um if we call it alternate religion like i don't know what the pc term is for it and when i was researching i I saw witchcraft come up Mm -hmm. so i don't know Mm -hmm. if people are accepting don't be offended yeah that's what i'm trying to get at like please write it off as ignorance and call it good but our hearts are solid right just know that and i'm like i wonder why like what is causing these people to turn to this because we're saying it makes sense for the people back in the 1600s because they didn't have Mm -hmm. a way to explain it so now my need to know wants to know what is causing people in 2020 to turn to witchcraft i think it's the same thing you know honestly it's not that we don't know it's just that you know it's so much going on and so much still unexplained you know, like we know that we don't know it all. That's what we know now. You know, we know we have seasons, but we know we don't know, you know, anything about really space. We know some things about space. We haven't even tapped the surface. We know that we haven't tapped the surface. There's so many things that's still unknown so that now we know how much we don't know. Back then it was just kind of, no, this is because, you know, this is the time of the year where the spirits come. You know, it was just simple. That's it don't ask any more questions you know what I mean right. it was kind of like when I try to tell my kids to carry the one don't ask me why you carry right. the one you know it's just what you just do just carry the one <laughs> it's just what you do Miss L- Miss Fighter told me to carry the one I'm telling you to carry the one we carry the one <laughs> you know and so that's just kind of how it is but now like you said before we have Google and we have all these different things that we can find out more but then our desire to learn our desire to know it's not it's unquenchable you know yeah and and then we realize we don't know so you kind of go back to what you what do you how do you explain you know so what is the thing that uh sherlock holmes says when you when you've exhausted all of your logic then you must see what is supernatural or i'm totally messing that whole thing up but but you know what that's really interesting like what you said even if it's not correct i think that that's an interesting Mm -hmm. statement Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, most people these days are just kind of like turning to alternate religion, Wicca, Wiccan, uh, whatever, um, because they they realize what they don't know. And they've just ran out of I don't know why that happened. So I'm going to assume it's some kind of supernatural force. And there's an element too I think, of it being a fad, you know, like sometimes people just like, oh, no, that's the thing to do now, you know. And that's how I felt like in eighth grade. And so Mm -hmm. little story progression, the girl (laughs) that was, you know, she, she was Catholic confirmation with everybody, you know, regular. Then she came out and she was like, oh, I'm going to be a Wiccan. And everyone was just like, that's just her. She's so blase and like crazy. Mm -hmm. But now Mm -hmm. I'm still friends with her on Facebook. And not too long ago, she said she had joined the Church of Satan. So I'm just like, what? Like, that's an elevation. Like, you know, when I think of Wiccan, because I don't know anything well, the about Church it. Of Satan is different. It's different. That's what I'm saying. What it, it's, yeah, right. It's actually, I think it's, that's. 
It's not yeah, Wiccan. It's, it's something different. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's like an elevation. It's like it's, how... It's kind of anarchy. It's like, how do you go from, I'm going to be a Wiccan to, like, the Church of Satan? Mm-hmm. And the thing that so, like, blows my mind is that she's doing these things that are positive things. I'm donating mm-hmm. money. I'm making sandwiches. But it's for the Church of Satan, which is just like, what? Like, how do you That's even just put the two bad two together? Name. It just read up on that. I had to, too. I know it's a bad, it's not, a, it's not something I would do, okay, for sure. I'm not going to join Church of Satan anytime soon. But before I'd pass judgment on it, I did read up on it because I know a couple of people who are in Church of Satan. And it actually is, like, all about doing the best for mankind, you know, and not letting you not letting supernaturalism kind of get in the way of that you know like just do good for the sake of doing good it's got some good aspects to it but it's got a terrible name that's like i said before it has negative connotations just negative connotations and like we were talking about last week you know with the the satan and god and i mean who's to say there's no clear cut good or evil you know and I, I mean like there is a clear-cut good and evil but a thing can be good or it can be evil we don't know you know we don't know and that's why jesus said it's not up for to you to know it's not up for you to judge you know that's right. my job. step away from the apple because mm-hmm. i can be honest i totally see how eve was tempted to want to know and it's like it's right there it doesn't look bad i'm just trying to figure out a little bit more but sometimes things are not for us to know and i think Mm -hmm. that we should probably sit down off air and figure out how to do like a religious topic because i feel like we always get into it and it's kind of like off topic from our original podcast but it's something that seems to interest both of us so maybe we can find a way to do it pc enough that the listeners won't be like what the heck are they doing um Mm -hmm. and we can bring it in because we definitely have divulged a little bit from halloween and what we were originally talking about um but you said you guys don't dress up if it wasn't corona this year i would totally be going to a halloween party because i'm like i could be the perfect laura charles and it would be so awesome (laughs) it would be so much fun drinking involved i mean i think that'd be the only reason i go i never got into that you know i'm just so lazy I'm like, gosh, I just, I'm still going to work. I'm going to work. I've all these things. Now you want to put up more stuff. I mean, Christmas is around the corner. I got to put all that stuff up too. Then there's, you know, I'm just like, no. Well, I never sir. decorated for Halloween. Like I never. I because did when the kids no. were younger. So we did the decorating. We did all the things. And I'm no. just like, oh God, I can't wait till this is over. No, and when I it was buy over, candy. I mean, it was over. I buy candy the day of and when the end of the night is coming and I'm like we're not going to do this anymore we make sure we get rid of most of the candy one thing that I did start doing and I just want to put it out there just in case other people are not aware just you know for safety um, if you want to give diverse candy get two different buckets and one bucket should be your peanut free candy and then the other bucket should be your candy that has peanuts just so that the kiddos that have peanut allergies can still safely enjoy the candy that's my little psa until you have a child (laughs) god this is gonna be so flipping interesting like i am so (laughs) interested in how this is gonna play out (laughs) really i am and and i i just i really am i'm so interested like this is like almost like an experiment to me it's so funny 
I never thought about it until I started working in the schools and it was like nobody could have anything because the kids had peanut allergies and I was like how much more fun if would everyone have if we just had the okay this is the candy for the kids that have peanut allergies and this is the candy for everybody else but the problem is with kids in school you can't keep them separated but you know what I figure if I separate my candy it's really up to the parents that are trick-or-treating to keep the peanut allergy kids away from the other kids that have peanut candy and all of that like I can't worry about all of I just throw candy out there. I'm like, get it what you can. I don't think about that kind of stuff. Never once has it come across my mind outside of their everyday school. You know, like when you try to send snacks and they tell you little Peter has a peanut allergy, so don't bring it in here. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I think about it. Don't even cross my mind. And when someone no, new is coming is over serious. to my house, that's the only time. When a, a new child, like my questions to everyone, do you have a dog allergy? I have two. Do you have any, pe- you know, like we don't really keep peanuts in the house, but we do, but we do have like trail mix bags and stuff. So like, do you have this? You know, that's the only time you hear me say that. Cause I don't want to get sued. No, not at all. And that's all and you know, self-interest. It has nothing to do with the other person. <laughs> She's like, this is good for you, but it's really helping me out. So we're going to be it. But I think we're going to wrap up because we have totally gone off the track of Halloween. Do you have anything else, Happy Halloween, that you want to add before we end? No, I don't. I, I don't. Um, maybe uh, next week we will take a week off for, um, because, you know, Siobhan can cry alone for Halloween. Because I do want to, we're going to start, or maybe we can start early the presidential things that we wanted to do well, we have a topic for next week what's next week <laughs> next week is supposed to be candy safety we old just school about that. versus new school we didn't really get into I it but i guess if you can well then if that's gonna peanuts. be it i just want to add my upsetness that they're not freaking <laughs> making peeps this year so there's gonna be no halloween peeps no christmas peeps and who even knows if there's gonna be easter peeps i'm very upset about this because every now and then I like to bite the head off of one of those little sugary marshmallow ducks, okay? So, yes. <laughs> I'm so serious because you know I like my snacks. I like to have food and I like candy corn and peeps. And there's no peeps oh this year. Oh my gosh. I'm upset. I didn't know that. Not, yeah, it's just a hot mess. And if peeps goes out of business because of the coronavirus. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not even, guys, like serious. I'm not even that upset right now i'm just trying to hold it together for christmas my dad thinks he's slick because he keeps trying to do little jabs at me because there's not going to be christmas <laughs> this year and i'm like he doesn't know this is going to be I, north I pole central waiting. wait i was waiting like Siobhan, for you for you to tell us when we start the whole christmas showdown like we were all in and then i don't know if that's still going on so we you know you got us all pumped up you, over here for yes 25 days of christmas i'm or whatever still gonna do it samantha but everybody that i have talked to in my family they were like let's get past thanksgiving first we don't even know if we're gonna be alive then like you're rushing it <laughs> like my one cousin was like we're not doing christmas we're ordering pizza my aunt was like i don't really know and i was just like you know what guys forget it i'm gonna do christmas by myself i have on my christmas no, pajamas right I'm now christmas to be perfectly this year i'm doing i don't know if i did it last year i can't remember but i'm doing it this year 
I'm doing Christmas. Yes. Got to put up a tree, decorations. I'm going to put like, up a tree and decorations and cook. And I'm going to not just, am I going to do Christmas? I'm also going to do St. Nick. You're going to dress gonna up like Santa? Santa? Hell no. I'm going to do St. Nick Day. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you don't know St. Nick? Uh, that is okay. That is you guys, Santa. We're going to let you guys go, and then I'm going to get on Siobhan about why she doesn't know. It maybe it said maybe you call it something else. I don't I've know. never heard we'll of Saint. Nick. It's a Saint Nick Day. Yeah, that is Santa Claus. Like I don't understand. No. Okay, all right, guys. So next week we may or may not have a show, depending on, or we may jump into the presidential stuff that we wanted to do. Um, because we're coming up on the uh, presidential election, so that's which is a hot shit show <laughs> out of control. <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> it is a straight <laughs> mess. People are losing their minds. We'll have to it's talk about that offline, girl. Too because yeah, so girl. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.